Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice Podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. Today we're going to talk about the American dream versus God's plans. I want to start out by telling you a story about someone that I know. They were having a few financial problems and their goal was to buy this expensive car. They became obsessed with this car. They were constantly asking about getting a car. They couldn't afford a car. They couldn't afford the payments on it. But it just became forefront in their lives. There's nothing the matter with getting a new car. There's nothing the matter with getting an expensive car. But it is when you're so obsessed with it that that takes over your being. That's all you think about, talk about. The thing that we need to remember is that it's not what we want and we buy. It's not wanting a car and getting a car. It's when that car becomes more important to us than anything else. Or that house or that boat or whatever it is that you're desiring, when it comes more important than anything else, then we could be in trouble. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conduct be without covetedness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. We shouldn't covet things. I have been in bad financial situations. And I feel sorry for people that are going through them. But the one thing that I learned is that I give it to God. I don't worry about it. I'm not obsessed with it. I know that the scripture says that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And that's in Philippians 4, 19. And he does. There's not been a time that I needed, not wanted, needed something that it wasn't supplied some way. But our problems come when we start looking at our treasures as being so important that we just can't live without them. Well, what does it say about having treasures we just can't live without? Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's what we have to look at. Where is our heart? Is our heart on the things that we have, the things that we own? Is our hearts on that new car or new house? Is that where our desire 
lies or does our desires lie in living God's plan for our lives? The American dream was never a bad thing. Not too great right now, but it was never a bad thing. It became a bad thing when the American dream became more about possessions and what I can get, what I can get, what I can get, instead of living a moral life, raising our children right, the White House with the picket fence, you know. But now it's money. If you don't have money, it's horrible. If you don't have a new car every year, it's horrible. If you don't have a bigger house than your friends, it's horrible. And none of this stuff is horrible. If you realize that God gave you that house, God gave you a car, God gave you those possessions, he gave you the ability to work and save and be able to afford these things. But when I look at someone who is coveting so much something, my first thoughts are, do they give to the poor? Do they tithe to a church? Do they help others in need? Or do they hoard all their money so they can have what they want? And if anybody else wants anything, they got to fend for themselves. 1 John 2, 15-17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. You know, I love the story in the Bible where the brothers want their inheritance divided. And they're talking to Jesus, and Jesus told them a parable. And that's in Luke 12, 13 through 21. It says, Then one of, from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no more room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. That is so true. We don't know when God's going to require our soul. So we can't think, well... When I save up enough money to buy this new house, then then I'll 
give to the poor, or then I'll tithe to my church, or then I will help others who need help. Why I got to hold on to all this money because I got to buy this house. That's not rich towards God. God said, what you do to the least of these, you do it unto me. It's really hard to understand how people can be so obsessed with just things. And I'm not saying I am not. I am a collector. And when I die, my kids are going to go, oh my God, my mother collected too much stuff. But I do collect stuff. Is that bad? I don't know, maybe. But I do it anyway. But I also help people who need help. I also help people struggling or need a hand, need a voice, need a shoulder. And my life is dependent on God. Sometimes God chastises me when I spend too much money on things. But it's not where my heart is. If I was to die today, it wouldn't bother me any to lose all this stuff. It, none of it is important. God is important. But if you're so in love with all your stuff, guess what? You can't take it with you. So how important is it? I had a friend call today and asked me a question about something that happened in her life. And my response to her was, will it matter in a hundred years? Will all the stuff you collected mean anything in a hundred years? Sometimes it won't mean anything 10 minutes later, but if it's not going to hold a meaning, will the love that you have for God hold a meaning? You will have that for eternity. No one can take that away from you. That is yours. That is God's gift to you. Salvation is a wonderful gift. There's nothing that you can buy here on earth that can even come close to being worth what salvation is worth. James 4, 2-3 says, You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. I always say God has three answers to every prayer. And those answers are yes, no, and in my time. Do you feel like God's not answering your prayers? Look at your prayers. Are you asking for something that's just for your pleasure? Are you asking for something that will help you do God's work? That's one of the things that we really need to start looking at. Luke 12.34 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that is so true. If you find yourself wanting something so bad that you hurt because you can't get it, then that's where your heart is. Remember that 
God has given you your family, your home? Are you spending so much time working for the pleasures that you want that you are not spending time with your children, with your wife, with your mother, your father, your grandparents, friends? You're spending all your time at work trying to build up, trying to get more. Well, God has an answer for that. And I want to leave you with this. Mark 8, 36 through 37 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes, check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.